0: said, so you can just say to me, you've left shit everywhere, sort your shit out. <laughs> well,
1: have you tried saying that and seen what the reaction well, is? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> I've been stressed and a bit snappier than usual and I've just got to do this. I've just got to do this because my brain is in shards. And if I don't capture the thought on the way through, then it's gone. You know, it feels like it's gone forever and it might be really important and, and all that. I'm sure you have no understanding of what I'm talking about yeah. at all. <laughs>
0: But then I I didn't have any downtime. There was no regulation at all. And I probably Mm. felt like your computer, my hard drive was about to fail. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this last weekend, we had our dress rehearsal. I went to see a friend who was in a film. I was out watching Bake Off Extra Slice being filmed all day Sunday, It's was very, I sound like a right media lovely, don't I? <laughs> well you are, darling. <laughs> darling. Well, uh, sorry, so am
1: I, because I'm being filmed for an interview. <laughs> well
0: exactly, <laughs> check us out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki Shipp. And I'm Carrie Overton, and we're so excited to be sharing the ADHD connection with you. In each episode, we'll be talking about how our ADHD has impacted us over the last couple of weeks
1: and using our skills as coaches to try and figure it out together.
0: So join us as we explore the ups, the downs, the highs and lows of living with ADHD because, let's be honest, one way or another, it's a pretty eventful journey. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Carrie. Here we are again. What's been going
1: on for you since we last spoke?
0: Uh, Well... I think for both of us I we're having a quite a busy time of it all at the moment. So mm-hmm. Nikki and I are about to go away to the states um for well anywhere between a week and 10 days and then you're off on a lovely holiday afterwards. Mm-hmm. But um with our chorus to sing in the world finals of competition and it's very very exciting but it's meaning a lot of rehearsals and it's meaning being very organised and planning to go away as well as fitting in all of our work and all of our normal things and I've been very very aware this week that my my motor is overworking, malfunctioning, I don't know and I, I thought and that's what I think it'd be a really interesting thing to talk about because I know that one of the things that a lot of people with ADHD's talk about is feeling like they, they're driven by a motor hmm. and you know I don't know how how true that is for you where do you f- sort of feel you are with this yeah I think
1: I go through well firstly I just wanted to say um it ties in with what um Natalie says about we have ferrari brains with bicycle brakes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and the oh is it the Peter Shankman um, faster than normal things. Our brains go at a million miles the- an hour and interested in everything and going off on tangents and we're always I don't know about you, but I always find my brain interesting. There's always something going on. But the trouble is we say yes to things and then other stuff comes in, which I can go into a bit later. But he's completely left a field, unexpected. And when we're in normal phase, we can just about... We have the tolerance and the headroom and the bandwidth or whatever to cope with it. But when we're already got something like an international singing competition going up, there isn't a lot of headroom there. And then... So for me, yes, I kind of... As soon as you mentioned it, I thought, yes, I resonate entirely. And I'm sure others, other people listening do too, because it's it comes with the territory of our minds.
0: Yeah, I think it's that struggle of... I. I like being busy and I, I like, like you said, being interested. I love having hobbies. I love having things that I do. And, um, you yeah, know, here we go. Update from, I think, episode one when I said I was talking about how my husband was joking that I uh, was going to run a marathon. <laughs> Guess what? oh. 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 What could that be? <laughs> so I'm running the Brighton Marathon in um, April. So I've started marathon training, obviously, as you do when you're just about to go away for an international competition. Mm. So you'll be running running around the streets of America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I might have to give myself a bit of a break, but <laughs> okay. I have looked up and there is a gym at the hotel we're staying in, so I might be on the treadmill a bit. But actually, again, it's that balance because the the exercise is actually very therapeutic so so for example this week I've been on a course for three days which oh, yes. was um from 10 till 4 every day and I'll probably talk more about that another time because it was a specialist ADHD course linked mm. with um cognitive behavioral therapy so it was really really fascinating and I I learned loads and loads um but of course then I had to score so I couldn't do my normal exercise routine because I had to be in this course by like 10 o'clock every morning. Um, and I was trying to, you know, I had clients then that I needed to uh, sort of slot into 4 30 sessions. And then I had a networking meeting one evening. I had a rehearsal one evening. I had something else. that was my son's parents' evening at school. And I could feel myself just well you can see I'm touching my chest now I was just watching you absolutely filling up yeah um and I think going off at a tangent already that's as I'm sort of touching my chest that somatic element of whether it's ADHD I think it probably is is really important to address that feeling that we have a motor, I, I genuinely feel like my inside, my internal mechanism is running too quickly at times. Hmm. But I'm also becoming very, very aware of the physical effect on my body of external pressure, busyness, stress, not having enough space in my life to manage things that my motor You know, I would say I'm happy on a scale of one to ten of it running at an eight most of the time. And I think I look at my husband's and said his runs at a four or five. He's quite chill, gets things done. Mine is at least an eight at least an eight all the time. Yeah. And that's okay. Nine briefly. Ten and obviously ours have eleven on them as well. (laughs) If not fifty three (laughs) it's <laughs> when it all starts going wrong for me and that's when sort of in my body I start feeling the stress possibly more even than in my mind that absolute physical feeling and I, I rang this friend of mine who is a very very old good friend of mine who is a therapist and we work together so we do give each other supervision and I just sent her a text and I said I am full of everybody else, and I don't feel heard. And again, it's that it's that language that we use, you know. I'm mm, and mm. and where we feel things, and it's it's very interesting how that motor, which again is a physical sensation, has all these other sensations. And I I think I'm starting to be aware of how much my body. Could be could my awareness of my body could i could possibly and i this has just dawned on me now start using my awareness of my body as an indicator of where where I am in my life do you want to say a bit more about that um so for example. And th- this is literally occurring to me as I'm saying it. Yes, I've with these things. Yes, as I'm saying this. But my feelings of. I, I try and sort everything out in my head and have all these. Str- well, I can't sort anything out in my head. I try and sort everything out externally from my head. I'm good at doing brain dumps and I as I think I've mentioned before, I have lots of written down strategies and I use a diary very well and a daily to-do journal well. So I have that structure. But that doesn't capture the internal sensations that are going on. Mm. So noticing, for example, that my chest is getting tight, that my throat is getting tight, that I am starting to physically speed up in my bodily movements. I'm starting to rush around. My hands are are flapping more. I don't mean in, well, I say I don't mean in a stimming way, but possibly it is a self-soothing way as well. I'm twiddling more. I'm fiddling with my hair more. Everything's starting to get bouncy and and agitated and rather than thinking of that as a well rather than thinking oh gosh my head needs sorting out it's possibly starting to tune in more to those bodily movements yes, so that they are they become like a barometer a a, a speed a speedometer (laughs) I like I like that a lot yeah, and in fact, this was something that came out on the course of when you're working with children with ADHD, to actually use a speedometer visually and say to children, "We, when you are here, the speed limit is this. But in this circumstance, when you go out to the playground, you can turn your speedometer out, it's fine, it's a you know national speed limit, run around, do whatever you want. But when you're walking down the corridor... You have to walk, you have to turn that speedometer down. So maybe I sort of need to think of it visually and think, oh, hang on. For me to be well and happy and safe, I need to be at 40 miles an hour, just sort of coasting along, 40 to 60. And starting to... Yes. Rather than 120. (laughs) Yes, Absolutely, or even seventy.
1: Yes, yeah. National speed limit applies. Um, so, I think that's really interesting. I love the speedometer thing. Um, that that really um, resonates with me. And funnily enough, I was talking with my my wife last night, and and we were sort of having a deeper, meaningful about the world and everything else. And that I've been stressed and a a bit snappier than usual and. Well, I'm, I've just got to do this. I've just got to do this because my brain is in shards. There's stuff flying around all of And if I don't capture the thought on the way through, then it's gone. You know, it feels like it's gone forever and it might be really important and, and all that. I'm sure you have no understanding of what I'm talking about at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. Catch the thought with the butterfly net as it passes through. And I think it's that I've got this image of a toddler running along and their feet can't quite keep up and they're going to trip over any second. And I had that a year or so ago because I was taking on all these different courses and precious, shiny, exciting, interesting things to do. And so I was doing too much and too many clients and too many this and too many that and blah. And there's a sense of that at the moment, although this is a short-term one for a known reason because we're going away. Um, but that feeling that... There's a trip coming if if we don't take control and, as I say, dial down the speedo. So instead of toddling around the garden at 120, we, we turn it down to um, a, a 60 to give us some headroom to 70.
0: Yeah, you just said about um, I've been doing all these extra courses and, of course, of course that's what we do because I've just done exactly the same, knowing that I was on a course like a a live course for three days I thought oh this this other course that I'm doing that's just an online course I need to try and squash that in and get that finished by before then so I set myself a deadline and which then of course meant that the speedometer was ramped up Mm. and it's I I, I was just thinking about when I used to um interview people Um, for who came along for jobs and we were doing the job spec one of the things that we used to put on it and I think this is probably common on lots of people specifications for jobs is essential skills and desirable skills and I thought maybe that's the question that you and I have to ask ourselves so when we're looking at our to-do list and going, oh my God, I've got to finish this course, which we don't actually have to finish in that time limit, <laughs> is this stuff, and you said about uh, working with clients and all the rest of it, well, which of these things is essential yeah. and which are desirable? And then, re- because the, the, this um, online course was not essential, I don't, and although they time bonded it as you helpfully said to me just do it in a different email address <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to do <laughs> so I still get another 30 days access to the course as another email address but it's those sorts of work i was just say that's very ADHD
1: of course it's, it's looking outside yes. thinking outside the box and how can I make this work yeah
0: there we go but it's when we it's those strategies okay we, it's all very well us saying yes this is what our speedo is like this is what we're like but we can't just leave it there it's and this is why these conversations with you are really helpful because we do try and analyze it and come up with the strategies that we can apply to keep that speedo in the in the in the right place mm. so I think maybe where it's when we notice that speedo's creeping up, and you're like, "Oh, hang on a minute! I'm constantly running at 65, 70. It's starting to edge into the danger zone." Okay, what's essential? What's desirable? Do I have to do these things? What do I? Ha- what needs to be? And and I mean, needs to be done today. What's the sort of even better if? but it doesn't have to be and what can go on there really doesn't have to be done at all maybe take a rain check on that because I think I dump it all on today and and actually that was a strategy they were talking about on this course um, about for, for some people with homework is sort of understanding with homework what has to be done today what could be done today but doesn't have to be what you don't really have to worry about this at all and having that approach every single day might either might just keep an eye on the. so you're still managing everything things aren't slipping away but it's it's not going to run us into the ground what do you think yes I I think so
1: sorry the, the thing that's not sorry the thing that's coming into my mind is the urgent important matrix so if, if people haven't come across it it's 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 like a square uh, and you've got urgent and important in in a square. And so it could be very urgent, but not, it's sort of not important, if that makes sense. So if you're going to do whatever it is, like there's a course about to run out and you can't use a different email, um, then that might be urgent, but it's not necessarily important if, as you just said, it doesn't actually, it's not in the vital side of things. It's more, it would be nice to do... I think as as ADHD is what we're well advised to do is to make sure that we do have some fun and enticing things in there. It's not all just urgent and important. Because if it's all urgent and important, then we'll go down gloom. It's just... Uh, and that sense of onerousness. So as long as you've got some things that are pulling us to do as well and we mix those in. Obviously, you and I at the moment have a particular deadline coming up. And... Um, I've already started packing. (laughs) I
0: will be packing the day before. (laughs) So, yes, well, I've learned that
1: because I have, for my health condition, I have 9,436,000 supplements to sort out and to get into my hand luggage uh, along with my costume. It requires a lot of brain power and time. And I noticed, as you were saying earlier, with the body sensations, I noticed myself feeling that stressed feeling in my neck and my throat and my chest. And I thought, I need to manage this. So I'm going to manage this by starting packing now. And this was like two weeks ago or so. And so there's stuff been starting to pile up in the bedroom on the sides and in little shoe boxes and all sorts of things ready. And I've even got my hand luggage bag out and I'm going to start packing that with, you know, a little amount of time to go still. Because that's helping me keep my stress levels down to a dull roar um, and feeling like I'm in control. That sense of control, whether I actually have control remains to be seen. But uh, I feel more organised, and that it's not all going to be pushed up against the buffers. Because um, one thing that's happened recently is the computer that we are looking at each other on now, on my my computer that I'm looking at you. Uh, it's a very old one, and it does it's an iMac, and it does its job beautifully. And I suddenly started getting these messages: it, hard drive is about to fail. Huh? Now I do have another one. I have a laptop, but this is the one that I do a lot of stuff on, and it's got some old legacy software, and I need it. So I've managed to sort that out, but that's taken half a day of my time. So that's done, but just over half a day that I wasn't expecting. I've got some lovely friends coming around on Monday to film me for an interview, for a documentary about them. And they wanted people who knew them before they became famous. And I haven't seen them for ages, and it's wonderful. They're coming, and they're staying, and they're bringing a friend who's going to do the videoing. And that needs organisation, and it needs talking to my partner about it, and it needs finding the inflatable airbed, and it needs all these things, and it's going to take up all of Monday. Which I wasn't expecting. Is it a nice thing? It's Lovely. Is it urgent? Yes. Is it important? Yes. Will the world fail if it doesn't happen? No. Do I want to do it? Yes. So it's got shoved in. And so that's a day and a half, probably more, probably two days within two weeks that I wasn't expecting to be used up. And that's what I was talking about, the sort of the headroom, the buffer zone. And, and we can normally... It's a bit like money. You, you you have reserves. You have savings that you can use. So it's like money savings. Uh, Well, I didn't have any in this two
0: weeks. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. If you are constantly at capacity, there is no room. And I think that's what I noticed. When you you are at capacity all the time, there is no room for anything else. And that's what I used to feel when I was um, working full time as a deputy head. Sure. I didn't have the headspace to come home and deal with anything else. But it's interesting now that I can still get like that. It it may be nice things. I mean, this last weekend we had our dress rehearsal. I went to see a friend who was in a film. I was out watching Bake Off Extra Slice being filmed all day, Sunday. It's very quite I sound like a right media lovey, don't
1: (laughs) I? (laughs) Well you are, darling.
0: (laughs) Darling. uh, Sorry, (laughs) so am
1: I, because I'm being filmed for an interview.
0: (laughs) Well exactly. (laughs) Check us out.
1: <laughs> Sorry for a documentary, lovely.
0: Ooh. Not even just something frivolous. It's a documentary, <laughs> darling. Because <laughs> you and I are the least media lovely people at all. But... Absolutely. <laughs> but you know that happened to be that weekend. But then I, I didn't have any downtime. There was no regulation at all, and I probably mm. felt like you're computer my hard drive was about to fail <laughs> <laughs> yes and, I, and and that's how I felt And then going it straight into the week Monday Tuesday Wednesday sitting doing this course with these things that I had to do in the evening you know network meetings or parent consultations and things it it got to today and I I've sort of this is the last thing on my agenda but then I've got to I've got this list as long, of my, long as my arm of all the things that haven't been done. But I feel a sense of peace because I think actually there's nothing on the horizon now that's going to stop me doing it for the rest of today. I can just get on and do these things. Mm. So knowing that I've got this and knowing that actually this weekend is is relatively quiet... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to any movie premieres or uh, <laughs> anything like that this weekend. <laughs> oh, how um, disappointing! I know <laughs> means that I can I can regroup, but I guess learning from that. So, points of learning: notice our bodies, but two, how important it is to speak and be heard. Um, so, having phoned my uh, therapist friend, yeah, and just having somebody holding that space for you is really important and I think yes friends can do that but as friends I mean we spoke this week about something or at the end of last week about something that had I I had found difficult to deal with and of course but I was talking to you as my friend it wasn't a coaching session and so you said yes I hear you and I share that because this happened to me And so you came back and shared an experience of yours, which is how friends work. But sometimes we need somebody who we can just go, actually, I just want to offload and I don't want to intake. I just need to to, to put it out there. Yes. And and my husband actually said to me, or did you speak to this friend of mine? I said, yes, I did. And I thought actually i i'm i need to tell you how i've been feeling and um, because one of the things and it's interesting you just did it a moment ago and you corrected yourself um my my friend noticed that i say only it's only little i say sorry and i say it doesn't really matter and you started saying a minute ago I'm sorry. Then he went. No, I'm not sorry. This is this is the thing, and I'm very aware. And I told my husband about that. How many times I will say things like, "Oh, it's only little. Yeah. It's only a little thing," but it upset me. Rather than allowing myself to just say, "Actually, I I find this hard," or "This upset me." And I'm not asking for a huge response or anything, but I think when we negate our own feelings, and I think that comes from, well, it, it probably comes from lots of things, but one of the things I think it comes from is is linked to ADHD, of that always feeling a bit like, shit, what the hell's going on? And... Therefore, apologizing because you think I've missed so much. I've probably missed this, so I'm just going to apologize before I say anything so that people don't have to go. We've already said that, yeah, that's already happened. We've already ugh. you know, i I'll just apologize before I say things, or I'll just dismiss it because it probably is really everyone else will just think I'm mad for saying it and And I told my husband this, and he said he'd noticed that I put a qualifier in before I speak about things to him even. So say he's um well, I've tried to think of which of his faults to name here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, how that. long have
0: we got left? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no I'm only joking, joking. <laughs> he's great. Totally. But say for example he um, one of my bugbears is things is people not washing, wiping down the kitchen surface? So they make tea or they make things; so they just leave crumbs and tea and everything all over the place. Is he said you will rather than just say to me, "Can you can you wipe the surface down?" Or you've left crap all over the kitchen. Can you go and clear it up? You will say, oh, "I, you know, I know you didn't mean to, and I, I'm sure it's you know, it's I know it's nothing really, but would would it be right if?" And he said, you can just say to me, you've left shit everywhere, sort your shit out. Well, have you tried saying that and seen what the reaction is? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. I look forward to hearing in a subsequent episode. And it doesn't come naturally to me at all. Because I don't like confrontation. And and as my therapist friend said to me, she said, the thing with you, Carrie, is you were someone who will take and 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 you absolutely lose it which i know i do and that's not helpful either and that's about the speedometer isn't it you know i am aware when i'm taking it taking it taking it taking it taking it that actually i'm increasingly running out because the speedo is actually higher and that's it's i'm in this red zone and it's wearing me down but then i crash
1: i've just got this image of a pressure cooker and, you know, I don't, yeah. know if you, I don't know if you're old enough to know, have ever used a pressure cooker, although they're coming back. Oh, yes. Yeah, O-level so, cookery. Oh, well, there you go. O-levels. I love O-levels. I feel so much <laughs> better now <laughs> you've said O-levels are not Jesus. <laughs> Hello, dear. Um, so, you know, with a pressure cooker, you can, risking life and limb, you can press the little thing on the top so that it vents a bit more steam out. You can the see, valve. Where it's at, see the valve. You can go and let some out. So I think we, as well as our speedo, we could do with a, a, a pressure cooker valve that we can... So your friend was a pressure cooker valve. Um, yes. And maybe our chat last week was, and just as you've been for me as well. So this is... And even this, this chat that we're having now. So mm. um, I think the minimising thing, I see it in my clients, and obviously I caught myself earlier saying sorry for something, that pre-framing. I think pre-framing and apologising in advance is, is terribly British. I think it's, you know, if we have... um maybe American um, listeners to this, they may not resonate quite so much because they don't have this culture of, you know, if you bash into somebody as you're getting off the bus, you say sorry to them. Uh, sorry, if if they bash into you, you say sorry to them. And yes. it is it's hilariously British, we do it. I'm terribly sorry yes, you yes, hit me. I'm so th- sorry you just bashed my cart. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, talking of cars, just while I'm bouncing around in a not at all ADHD way and thinking back to earlier, um, when you were talking about the speedo and you were saying about sort of 50 to 60 miles an hour or 40 to 60, and I said maybe maybe even 70, I've got this image of where we are when we're just driving along without noticing the speedo is we're on the Autobahn in Germany and we can do whatever speed we like and it's fine. And we just drive normally and we're just thinking about the driving. We're not looking at the speedo all the time. Whereas we're in central London and there are lots of police cars around and things and cameras and everything else. Uh, we're much more aware of our speed, almost to the detriment of our focus on the road, I think. But never mind. That's because we don't want to get a speeding ticket. So there is there is an analogy here of somewhere in the middle of all that is probably where we want to be. So we don't want to be freewheeling down the outer barn without worrying about it, uh, not even noticing our speed. And we don't necessarily want to be in central London where we, all we're doing is noticing our speed is... Well, hopefully not. We're noticing pedestrians behind buses and things, but you know what I mean. So it's finding... Oh, it's back to that balancing. Um, It's that finding the midline of being aware whilst getting on and living our lives. Does that make some sort of sense? Look at me being British and asking and checking in.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think it's about, yeah, being mindful. But I think for me, as it often is for our clients, it's that raised awareness. Mm. Having a conversation like this and having had a bit of a crash this week where the speedo went too high for too long to the point that I could feel myself getting to that oh it's going to you know it's going to well not crash but explode you know that sort of feeling Mm. now that we've had this conversation and I've raised my awareness I, I, I need to apply that now in my life and think right what What are the strategies that are going to help keep that in place? So, for example, I must make sure that I book in regular supervision session with my friend so that I know each month that is in place because I know that that is valuable and it will make me feel better. I need to realise that on a week, for example, when I'm doing a course, I can't do all these extra things on top and I probably shouldn't book in clients afterwards. So I know that now. The fact that we're off to the States in two weeks' time, two weeks' tomorrow, oh, <laughs> two weeks' tomorrow, is thinking, right, okay, for the next two weeks, knowing I've got that, I ah, I know, in my car, I've got this thing where, I don't know what it's called, it's not cruise control, I think it's a speed speed limiter, and I can actually press it. Oh, yeah. To, so I can say, can't go over. Uh, so if I'm in a 30 mile an hour, and this just comes on the back of two speeding tickets. So <clears throat> I had to find this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only, only two. <laughs> yeah, only two. And I'm not a speedy, but it crept up. It. it I got a new car and it, it, the revs were higher. So I was doing sort of 34 in a 30 and I got done for it. But I can now set this thing so that if i'm in a 30 and in fact this is a great analogy because when i was when i first realized this was a problem and thought oh my engine's just up this car is naturally faster than it's got a bigger engine so it feels it doesn't feel like it's going quickly whereas my old car i'd have to go a bit to get it going so i set the speed limiter in 30 mile an hour so I hmm. couldn't you cannot go over 30 the engine will not go over 30 yeah but now I did that all the time for quite a considerable length of time for, you know, a couple of months but now I don't need to because I know what 30 feels like do you see where I'm going with this yes I see exactly where you're
1: going I think you've retrained yourself your awareness. You retrained really your yes, awareness. I have yes, a perfect analogy. We like yes,
0: yes. My awareness is now what thirty feels like, so I can drive it without having the speed limiter. So taking that analogy and using it in the real world is knowing. Oh, I've got all of these things going on, so I need to set a speed limiter. I need mm. to need to put that maximum speed limit in and think what are the factors that need that so okay I know for the next two weeks although clients will want to book in with me before I'm away for a week actually it's not the end of the world if I would say to a client I can't see you for two weeks yes it will be the week after there are some that will will that will work for and just being mindful and aware that for two weeks I've got to set a speed limiter yes so this this is
1: interesting because I put a buffer in in my diary my physical weeks of you paper antediluvian thing which is my bible if you like yes uh, with due respect to religious people but it's my bible and it's not the only place I record stuff now I've got things on Alexa and I've got things um, on my phone so that's good so I know I've got fallbacks but I have one word written on the Thursday and Friday and it says P-A-C-K exclamation mark pack. Now, hopefully, as I've said, all my (laughs) pre-packing and the pre-pre-pre-packing has been done by then. But for the Thursday and Friday, and it was the Wednesday as well. So the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I had pack. I have relented and I'm seeing one client on the Wednesday. But I've left that buffer because I know what I'm like. I know that I will be doing a very good impression of a headless chicken or trying, no, managing it so that I don't do it, but the inclination will be that rushing round that I was talking about previously, about running around like the six-year-old yes. with their little white socks and her red shoes going <laughs> and so I'm not going to be doing that
0: So you've put a speed limiter
1: in place I did, yes, it was already there and it's been there for several weeks because of the clients booking up and me wanting to see them so I have built in this buffer zone for me and I've built in a buffer zone of a the Monday after I get back, because uh, although I've got the weekend, I don't want a session because I know that Monday is going to be all sorts of things that I need to sort out. So I have learned from previous <laughs> previous experience the hard way uh, that that extra day when I get back from holiday is always really important. And I'm so grateful to myself. You know that thing about you? what will your future self thank you for? So that, that I don't know if you've, we've talked about this or you've, you've come across it, but... Um, it's such a useful thing that when you're finishing for the day, whatever your work is or whatever, what's one small thing that I can do now before I shut down the computer or whatever that my tomorrow self would be grateful for or next week? And it's so good because it, it could be like, in my case, ordering a supplement or something, something really small that will take three minutes. But when I go to do it the next day and I realise it's already done, was such a wonderful feeling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've just got in a nice warm shower and I don't have to do that thing. So um, it's it's lovely. And so I suppose that's that's the same with the slightly bigger picture of the going away and having the buffer zone either side. So, oh, sorry. Can I just say, well, while I remember, when you were talking about the, the speed limiter button, it made me think of our conversation last week when you told me about your, let's put it politely, the F it button. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I've just got an effort it button. <laughs> Which I press like on my desk a bit like a game show. I was like, I can worry about this forever and I can go round and round in circles and get RSD or I can just press the F it button. Yeah. So that's not quite a direct analogy, but it just made me think of it.
0: Well, do you know, it's been really helpful as always today, Talking Nikki. And I think, you know, to conclude, it's that sort of, I think we've covered that idea that both of us have those motors running and to carry on with that motor analogy, it's about having... An eye on the speedo and notice. So step one is actually noticing it and having that awareness of it preemptively so that we're just keeping that eye rather than retrospectively going, oh, gosh, actually, now I realize it was running too fast. But secondly, possibly building in this limit, speed limit restrictors. So when we know that there are going to be things that are going to push our speed up because of commitments, additional stress and additional pressure, we make space for that Absolutely, in our lives. Yep. Building it in. So that's been really, yeah, that's been really, really helpful. Thank you, Nikki. Well, thank you. And thank you for bringing it today
1: because as soon as you said about it in our, our, our pre-chat chat, I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I so get what you're talking about. And uh, I think Because you just put the motor in our chat In our, in our WhatsApp thing And I thought, I think yeah. I might know what you're talking about But let's just see And as soon as you expanded a little bit I said, stop, let's just talk about it Because it's so, so true And I'm sure a lot of people um, have uh, resonated And or maybe um, expanded their their awareness um, Which is what, as you've just said, is a, it's all about
0: Brilliant Good to see you today, Nikki. And you See you in a couple of weeks Thank you Bye, Bye. Thanks so
1: much for listening to the ADHD Connection. Um, As we're just starting out, it would really help if you spread the word to anyone else who might like to listen. So please, could you click to subscribe, leave a review on your usual podcast app, especially Apple, Spotify, Google or YouTube. And of course, we'd love you to like and share it. If you want to find out more about us, our websites are in the show notes. And thanks again. We're looking forward to being back with you in a couple of weeks.